Welcome to Asset Management Group's private client-only podcast with Andrew Nida and Mo Param. It is Asset Management Group's private client podcast. Andrew Nida, Moise Param here, December the 18th. One of the most important shows of the year because it may be the last show of the year. How you doing, Mo? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing quite well. I've spent most of the weekend with you. So I know. You should know how I I'm know. Doing. Yeah, we're uh, cel- celebrating Jacqueline's uh, graduation. So Thursday, she graduated from Kennesaw State. Mm-hmm. So um, we gra- gathered everyone together on Saturday, a local restaurant here in Cartersville, and just had a really great time. Um, just wishing Jacqueline the best of luck in her future endeavors. Super excited about Super that. excited for her. She's got a, you know? can't technically say it yet, but she has something lined up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've heard. Yeah, so really excited for her. She's worked hard. She's going to be a great teacher. And um, yeah, it was, it was a little emotional, but it was great. Well, and really, uh, you know, setting the stage for all the other nieces and nephews and, and mom's grandchildren, all that good stuff, right? Being one of the oldest and, you know, going and knocking down that degree from start to finish and, and now has a job or potential job. Yeah. Yeah, super excited. Super excited for her. Well, and then for, for Amy and myself, big update, uh, Wednesday marks the, uh, the travel date for the Cousins Trip 2023. So uh, keep us in your prayers. We have me, Amy, and I think 12 of us headed to the mountains. That's going to be fun. For a, for a weekend cousin trip. Or not a weekend, three-night trip. That's going to be fun. Yeah, man, I'm super excited. It's going to be a ton of fun, and I know everybody's looking forward to it, all the kids. So a lot of memories to make, you know, and I can promise you. There will be memories made. There will be plenty of memories made. But anyway, so so this, um, you know, Mo and I have been talking a lot about uh, just the show, and we want to we want to hit some things on the market here, just because there is some important things happened over the past week. But um, we really want to spend the back half of this show talking about what twenty twenty four looks like, and why we're going to uh, hold off on the. Uh, client-only podcast over the next few weeks, some things that were some construction items and uh, things that we're doing to revamp the show, all those good things. So um, let's start with the markets, Mo. Um, and you want to go first? You want me to go first? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go. All right. I'll go. Yeah. It was a great week in the market. You know, S&P gained 2.5%, Dow 2.9%. Dow was really, Dow hit the all-time high, over 37,000. So it was incredible. incredible. I mean, it was, it just killed it. NASDAQ at 28 uh, great to see some movement in small caps. Russell's at uh, five five and a half percent, so leading the way. You know the S and P, I mean the S and P, the market overall um, continued a rally of seven consecutive weeks, and we haven't seen that since 2017. So it's really great to see the market really, really sh- shooting up. You know Santa Claus came a little early. You know everyone expects a Santa Claus rally uh, this time of year, but he has delivered in a very, very generous way so far this year. And um, yeah, so again, year to date, we're looking at the S&P at about 22, and 22 almost 23%. Uh, the NASDAQ 100 over 52%. So um, small caps about 13, emerging market about five and a half. So, you know, again, the the same story, you know, from the beginning of the year seems to be the same story to, to wrap up this year. Yeah. Um, large cap growth has just been taking taking over uh, the story for this year. Yeah, it really has. And, you know, a lot of the surge that you're talking about is just a direct result of the November CPI and PPI numbers that were released. You know, uh, the headline CPI came in at 0.10% uh, month over month, which was above the forecast, uh, where for a flat reading, 
Still, the year-over-year figure slowed to a positive 3.12, second smallest gain since March of 2021, which, you know, once again is is supporting this idea of the possible soft landing. Um, I think it's a little... Um, a little bullish for me to to jump on the boat just yet, but nonetheless, the numbers are definitely indicating um, that we're seeing a slowdown in the inflationary, uh, you know, range. Where uh, let's just be honest, the the oh gosh, I just my mind just went blank. Where is Powell? Powell. Sorry, yeah, he's a happy camper right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, <laughs> oh my lord, I couldn't find it. But we also got the uh, producer price index uh, for November as well. And broad PPI was down 0.01% month over month. So once again, a lot of these numbers that, you know, Powell and and the reserve is looking at consistently uh, is supporting what they want to see, which is a slowing of inflation, which is motivating for the markets, mm-hmm. motivating for the economy, uh, optimistic outlook. Right. And you see that surge in the price share value of some of the investments that you just talked about. So. Yeah, it was a good week and a good closeout for what Q4, starting to close out Q4 of the year. Yeah, yeah, and, and and retail sales. I mean, the consumer is very strong. I mean, retail sales, core core uh, core retail sales up five 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 percent basically. Total retail sales up four percent, um, leading the charge of bars and restaurants. That was up by one point six month over month, uh, followed by department stores. And hobbies, gas is down two point nine percent. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, and department stores down two point five percent month of month over month. So, you know, at the end of the day, consumers are still spending. Yeah, right. So, uh, you know, it's it's a testament of, you know, as much as inflation has been hurting us as as consumers, we still find a way to continue spending. That resilient uh, spend rate. The resilient spend rate. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so I would I would sum up last week in, in what we call the note of the week, which is simply that Powell and the Feds, in our opinion, sent the clearest signal yet that an easing cycle is actually out there on the horizon. Yeah, he had a very know? dovish to, uh, dovish tone to his to his to his remarks. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. You know, I mean, he explicitly stated in discussion that discussions are underway on appropriate timing for rate cuts, uh, not hikes. And yeah, you're right. It's a, it's a pretty dovish shift from all the prior messaging that he's had. And so, you know, I mean, whether we see, um, you know, a quick response in Q1 of next year, I mean, time will tell, but I think uh, if things stay as is, we're going to enter into that rate cut phase, which is going to be exciting. It's going to be interesting. I will tell you that because, you know, to me, we start cutting rates, you're going to motivate both business and individual households to to begin doing what they haven't done for what I would call nearly 12 months now. And that's begin to leverage and borrow and, you know, start considering selling homes and things like that. And, um, you know, well, that's going to obviously increase demand. Demand is going to limit supply and pricing is going to rise. So I think that's what really is the interesting factor for me from an economic standpoint is just to see that if we begin to cut rates, and I know it'll be a slow pace, but will the cutting of rates uh, just create the optimism that's necessary for people to say, okay, I'm okay going and borrowing now because we're on the way down. Mm-hmm. And I and the whole concept of, you know, um, marry the house, date the rate, right? right. This whole concept of I don't have to keep the rate forever now actually seems more probable. Right. Um, because rates tend to be, you know, they're going in the direction that the consumer wants them to go. So I, it's going to be interesting to see his pace 
and what inflation looks like post that first rate cut. I'm anxious yeah. to see that. Yeah, me too. Me too. Because, you know, rates go down, theoretically, the price should go up. Right. So do you lock in the rate? It, that might not be that attractive if you see that, you know, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel that rate is some, at some point going to get lower. You can refinance it versus, you know, waiting for that optimal time. Mm-hmm. But while you're waiting, you know, price of the butcher trying to purchase went up 10, 15, 20%. Yeah. And, and another note, and this is probably something that we'll hit probably, in, you know, in the first series of the year would like to, and that is, um, you know, how to consider fixed income in a, in a decreasing rate environment. You know, if you're going to lock in a CD, is it the appropriate time to do it? Um, you know, what is, if, if rates do begin to fall and money market accounts will lose their value, um, you know, what do we do with the, the cash that's been on the sidelines? There's obviously a significant amount of cash that consumers have and that investors have. So there's a lot to discuss. Yeah. And, and next year is just going to be as interesting, I think, as this year. Because all that money on the sidelines is going to start. It's, it's, you know, this year was very attractive because, you know, five, call it 5% on safe investments pretty solid yeah right right uh, which is why we've seen dividend investing not being so strong because instead of taking taking the chance of that investment losing value i can get say i can get you know basically safe five percent right now on the money mm-hmm. market but if the if we saw we, we, looked, we looked at it today the dow since what mid-october up almost 12 yeah. percent over the last quarter over the last quarter mm-hmm. up 12 percent that money that's sitting on the sidelines outperforming the S and P outperforming the S and P, which is right. insane. That money's got to get to work. Yeah. Money's got to get to work. And right. you're right. You know, unfortunately it's been a good year. I'm I say unfortunately, listen to me, let me rephrase <laughs> that. Fortunately it's been a really good year, right? But it, it is interesting looking in the rear view mirror, how safe money and fixed income, I, I shouldn't say fixed income. I should just say, you know, money market accounts, CDs, I bonds, treasury, you know, fixed assets outside of the market altogether how the, I'm going to call it now the teaser rate was so attractive because you're like, oh my gosh, coming out of 2022, there's no risk. And I can click off, you know, 5%, not bad. And then of course we end the year with an incredible equity market where you're like, hmm, probably should have took the risk, right. you know, and, and, and it goes back to why it is so necessary for, for you guys and for your, your advisor here at asset management group to be on the same page from a uh, risk capacity standpoint, right? Um, because you know our goal—you're uh, never going to guess it right. You can't guess the market. You can't guess the momentum of the market or the direction. Um, so, so having a good, solid plan from an investment strategy standpoint that you can stick to um, and tolerate the volatility is so vitally important for you to be successful long term. And and I think this year proves that. You know, you you just. Unfortunately, uh, some investors we know of, especially some of our new business that we've seen, uh, you know, they're coming from a position of cash or, you know, some type of fixed income. And now they're, they're frustrated because they're missing out on the opportunity. And that's the way it goes if you're riding that curve emotionally. So just another reminder, you know, you gotta, you gotta be comfortable and confident. And as always, as your, as your firm, um, serving you, our goal is to make sure you're that way. And if you're not, you got to let us know. We want to make sure that you're educated in a way that all your expectations are aligned with ours. Is that fair? Yeah. Couldn't say it better. Thanks, Mo. Yeah. So <laughs> anything else you want to, you want to throw out there? We, we ready to talk about next year. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, we we're, were talking about gratitude and we've been talking about gratitude for a few weeks. So here are just really three quick ways um, that you can look with respect to like charitable investment strategies uh, you know, because, you know, with the job cuts, uh, 
Job Cuts Act of 2017, you know, most people are just doing standard deduction. So itemizing your charitable contribution has really gone by the wayside. But here are three really quick, three things that you can do. Uh, one is doing qualified charitable distributions. So essentially, if you're over 70 and a half, you can steer a portion of your IRA distributions up to 100 grand directly to the qualified uh, charity of your choice. And so essentially what this is, is you have your IRA, IRA uh, custodian just cut a check to the charity of your choice. Um, and that keeps you, as a result, that will keep you, what can keep you out of a higher tax bracket, uh, qualify you for some credits and deductions that you wouldn't be able to if you're in a higher uh uh, gross income, and also could possibly reduce your Social Security taxable income. Um, but also, if you're if you're in if you are not within your RMD ages as well, you can that can also help you with reducing your eventual RMDs uh, in the future. So basically, hundred thousand dollars to the charity of your choice is one way that you can help uh, uh, do some charitable giving. You can actually donate securities as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about that yeah. at, at our church about uh, stored resources that our, our pastor talked about. But here's a way for you to, if you have non, a non-qualified account, you can uh, donate some of your securities uh, to a charity of your choice. And uh, that's that's a really great option because um, you can deduct the full market value of the shares at the time of donation. So assuming and provided that you held those assets for at least a year and uh, the deductions is less than 30% of your adjusted gross income. So again, another great Great way to do um, some charitable investing with some tax benefits as well. And last but not least, I think some of some of you are doing this as well. But a donor advisor fund, mm-hmm. another way. Uh, what this does is you donate cash or investments to an actually designated fund itself, uh, and that fund, um, according to the IRS, is considered a charity. And then at some point, you can donate directly from those funds to a charity of your choice. So. All of these strategies aren't for the the super rich, which some people think that, you know, doing some really te- good a combination of tax planning and charitable, charitable donations is held for a select few. It's not. It's right. just about planning. And it, if you have a conviction for it. Yeah, no doubt. And, and you know, oftentimes, even if you, you may not have a conviction yet, but what we find is that a lot of our clients, as they age, they get into a place where they, you know, come to a a place where they realize they're not going to spend all the money, right? And then maybe they don't have a, a family to, to leave the money to, or maybe they don't want to leave it all to a, to, to a family member. And so they become more motivated over time to, to be proactive in those types of capacities. And so, yeah, good word there. Yeah. Um, looking into year 2024, I, first off, let Mo and I just t- take a step back and, and share with you how thankful we are for you guys. You guys have been um, a, uh, obviously a true asset to our firm, but you know, this goes well beyond uh, a business. It goes well beyond just, just the operation of a company or a service. Uh, for us, it's, it's extremely personal and, you know, our desire to, to offer a service that is really wholeheartedly unlike any other has always been the intent. Um, it takes time to get there. It takes uh, pain points. You got to work through to get there. It takes growth and growth doesn't come without pain. And, and so, you know, over the past several years, I know that our team and, and Mo and myself especially have just, you know, we went through the grind to, to really work through, to get to a place of, of becoming more and more independent, to be able to offer more of the services um, that you guys, that we feel that you guys need and deserve. 
And so we just want to, you know, tell you, thank you. Thank you for hanging in there with us. Thank you for, uh, you know, believing in us and, and, um, you know, trusting us along the way as we've transitioned, you know, even the recent one up to Charles Schwab, um, you know, trusting that, that your, your financial story is in hands of individuals that, that don't take that for granted. The responsibility um, that we have and that we have to own every single day that we we come into the office is to ensure that you can continue to live the life that you work so hard to live. And for some of you guys that are working so hard to get to, um, we don't. We don't take that responsibility lightly. And so we just want to, you know, pause and, and say thanks. Yes. Yes. It's uh it's been a it's been a long road. You know, like you said, all the transitions we've been through and y'all have stuck with us. So, you know, from 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 Andrew, for myself, for the rest of the team here, um, you know, we thank you. And uh, we can't wait for what 24 and beyond has in store. Yeah. You know, all this work, you know, there's, there's a reason why we did all this work mm-hmm. and it's coming to fruition and has come to fruition. You know, we have um, we talked about it last time. We, we have a new COO. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've added Tanya to the staff. Uh, you're going to see what we do, what we're going to be doing with videos and the podcast. So it's just going to be great to just see all everything that we've, you know, we've been planning on just come to fruition. So to to update you on the just the podcast portion of some of the changes that we have, um, we are going to shut down the client only podcast for the next several weeks uh, with the intent to be back on the 8th of January. Obviously, uh, the next Monday is Christmas Day, and then the following Monday is New Year's Day, and and we thought about you know maybe doing some pre-recording and stuff like that. But really, uh, we're in a construction phase here with new audio, new cameras, uh, new lighting, and and the reason we're doing that is for a few things. Number one, um, we want to not only just do the podcast uh, for you guys specifically, we also want to do a, a video version of that. Um, whether it's monthly or weekly, uh, there's still some things in the works there, but um, but we're excited to begin to bring you no less than at least once a month a video version of uh, kind of a market recap podcast. Um, we're also going to begin the year with several client surveys, um, things that are both in the business and then some that are outside of the money, uh, things that you you guys enjoy that we can consider as a firm to bring to life inside of the relationship that we have with you guys. So uh, keep an eye out for those surveys um, that are going to be launched after the first of the year. And then bear with us as we um, begin to, you know, really uh, redo, if you will, the show uh, just to increase the value add that we can bring to the table. Let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) Well, listen, um, you got anything else? No, no. Uh, you have fun on uh, the trip. I'll be here holding down the fort because you're taking Tanya and Alex with you. So I <laughs> don't really appreciate that. But uh, yeah, no, have fun. Um, I'll see you uh, obviously this weekend for holidays for church on, on Saturday. Yep. Christmas. And uh, I'll see you next week. Next week. Guys, right. listen, we, uh, we hope you have a fantastic Christmas. That's right. And New Year. And New Year. That's right. Uh, we're going to be here. So we're not, you know, taking two weeks of vacation. Um, we're just taking a break from the show. But if you need us, let us know. Um, otherwise, we, we do. We wholeheartedly hope you guys have a great time. Uh, let everything else go during the season. Be intentional about being with your family. Um, and, you know, enjoy life. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.
Investment advisory services offered through Asset Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Andrew Knight and Moise Peram provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Asset Management Group. By contacting Asset Management Group, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.